welcome to the 20 Minutes of Filler podcast, episode 55. I am your host, Jason Gatarski, and I'm here with my friend, Eric Carlson. Oh yeah, here we are again, coming back at ya. In Michigan, where we both live, there has been a bit of weather. A touch of snow. A touch of a, snow. A, just a touch. After hints of spring a couple weeks ago, where we're wearing shorts and t-shirts outside, <laughs> we get blasted with like 13 inches of snow, and then it all melts, and then... Last night, we got blasted with like 8 to 10 inches of snow. We're, that we're on. This is like in the last 10 days. My wife is a teacher. She's had five snow days. My kid had six. <laughs> oh, my god! I work at home a little bit, <laughs> and uh, it's been fun. We're a little stir-crazy. We're losing our minds. In there, I had a sick kid, too, so that's been an extra layer there. But, hey, we have survived this snowstorm because we are hardy up here. In hardy. Michigan, hardy people. Hardy. Um, and one of the things that's been getting us through this, games. games. So we're just going to talk about some some wins, some cool things that we've been able to do because of these extra snow days before we get to our feature where we hit a classic episode format. I like to call something old, something new. Mm. But before that, let's talk about some snow day wins. Did you play any games that just felt like a big win for you, Eric, over your, your break? Yeah, uh, I was playing Paradox, which is a new game from Split Second Games. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it is awesome. I was super excited when it came in the mail, and the snow day gave me the opportunity to bust it out and play it with my wife, who uh, does not always come to the table willingly. But <laughs> Well, dude, that's a, that's a big win then, getting, getting her to play the game with you. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. it looks like a meteor game, 60 to 120 minutes, mm-hmm. um, and it's two to four players. I got this one at Kickstarter. I haven't even cracked the shrink wrap yet, right? Shrink wrap yet. But Paul, uh, who runs Split Seconds, a buddy of mine, and and it looked awesome. It is. It is. Does not disappoint. So what's 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 the heart of it? Since I haven't been able to get into it. Yeah, it's um, it's just like space time travel thing. Um, you are drawing cards that def- uh, represent this timeline of a planet and kind of their evolution. So past, present, and future. And so as you draw them, you manipulate this uh, matrix, which is kind of like a bejeweled mechanic where you're trying to line up four or five of the same color uh, tokens by manipulating the board and putting the things in the right order. Uh, And then you can use those to save planets. Uh, So it's, it's, there's a lot kind of going on and you have to kind of look ahead and pay attention to what you're doing because every, it's, every move has implications. Nice. So... That's cool. Yeah. So, like, do you think, like, for a meteor game, do you think it's kind of like that that the core is like this has this match four, match five kind of aspect that attracted your wife to it? Yeah, I think she really liked that aspect of it uh, for sure. So the the art is great, and uh, if you put the past, present, and future cards together, it makes this beautiful tableau um, of of the evolution of a planet. And so it's just kind of it's fun getting those things together. That's awesome, dude. It sounds really cool. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to, to getting it open. I've got a lot of a lot of boxes to open because Kickstarter dumped on us at the end of the year. Yeah, and, which is which is fun. It's like it was like second Christmas after Christmas when all my Kickstarter <laughs> games started arriving. Um, but yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a cool one to check out. So I had some, I had a neat neat week last week with my my daughter Claire, who's she's six and a half now, and we play a lot of games together, and they lean towards the lighter games, but. We had one day where we pulled out, like, I was like, hey, let's play some next step card games. Oh, cool. So, like, I pulled out, um, she, she loves Sushi Go right now, and she loves Best Tree House Ever, so, like, we kind of alternate between those two quite a bit. 
Uh, but then I was like, all right, if she likes those, what should I show her next? So we played um, a game that Stronghold brought over from, it was another, it was White Goblin Games, and it comes in the same type of tin that, mm. that Sushi Go does, and it's called the, uh, Crazy Creatures of Dr. Gloom, which is a little, um, a little, uh, I don't know how to explain it, it's a really simple card game. So like you're a mad scientist that's trying to create monsters, which is really like you're playing, um, you're trying to get shed your cards is the is the yeah. deal. You're trying to either play the highest cards or play the low or play, um, play a higher card in one of the four suits or a lower card based on which way the machine card is flipped. Either there's going to be a positive machine and a, mm. and a minus machine, a shrinking machine and an enlarging machine. Oh. So you're making monsters bigger or smaller. So it's like you have four different suits on the table and you have a hand of cards and you're trying to just get rid of your cards. You're trying to use the same card. If you play a six on a six, it flips. You can flip any one of the machines over so it goes negative, that pile, that, rather than positive. So you got to mm. keep those machines flipping back and forth to go higher or lower and try to get rid of your cards and they're just all numbered one through six the cards in your hand and they loop around too so like a one has some mutation thing or it connects with a six and a six connects with a one so you can always restart the loop no matter which direction you're going on um but it's it was just a simple like it's a simple card game but it has a little bit more going on and she she did really well with it and then and she enjoyed it and then we pulled out uh, another tin because I'm like, hey, let's get out tin games. And it was a game that that I designed called Kite Fight that um, White Goblin uh, did in in the Netherlands. So it hasn't seen release over here. They have an international version out, but uh, it's three different games that have to do with kites and wind, and it's all cards just in hmm. one box. Three different games. So I was able to show her one of my games. She hasn't oh, cool. been able to play all my games yet because some of them are a little bit more complex than where she's been. But uh, she she really seemed to enjoy that one too, and it was good for me too to like play that one again and be like oh yeah there's some there's some cool stuff going on in this game so so that was a big i think a big win just like getting to play some cards with her or some card games with her that were a little more um advanced she's also um pretty excited about this game i picked up you know aldi grocery stores right Mm -hmm. so like they they have like they get random stuff in and and they had some hasbro card games and like some standards like monopoly deal but then they also had um, this little game called Star Wars Duels card game. Really? And there was like four bucks. So I'm like, well, I should get it. And it has like had pictures <laughs> of like the new some of the new characters from Force oh, Awakens cool. in it too. So I'm like, I don't know what this could be. It said war with a classic twist. Oh. But like, it looked like there were some extra symbols on the card. So I grabbed it, and uh, it it says Hasbro Canada is the address on it too. So maybe it wasn't. I don't know if Aldi just got the leftovers from what didn't yeah. sell in Canada or what, but. Um, I haven't seen this around, and it's war, um, but in some ways, right? Highest card wins. But the, you get to have a hand of five cards, so you get to choose what cards you're going to play. Oh. And you can link, each card has these symbols on them. So if they have matching symbols, or um, like, so there's three Rebel Alliance symbols, I can play up to three cards of the same symbol and add their totals mm. together to win. So And it's and it's a, like an action response, so it's almost like, uh, trick taking where like I play some cards mm-hmm. she can then choose what she's going to play so she can play her oh. lowest card if she's not going to win or she can like put some stuff together because if a couple of them like um, Anakin Skywalker has Sith and Jedi symbols oh, nice. so I could play like uh, another Jedi I could play Yoda and Hayden Christensen and then I could switch <laughs> to Darth Maul right like Whoa. because he's a Sith so like yeah. then I'd have like that'd be like 27 points or something because you can you can link them up like that so there's a little bit of hand management about like what to get rid of when you can't win how much do you really want to win with mm. you win all the cards into your discard pile the big problem with the game is that it's just that war cycle where you go on and on and on so you win everybody's cards, everybody's cards. Oh, so okay. we just kind of said like each time that that um 
when we've each had our decks depleted two times, we mm. will count how many cards we have so it doesn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. But um, it was just she she first thing she woke up this morning she's like, "Daddy, she bring it over to me and held it in my face." She's like, "Let's let's play," <laughs> and I'm like, "All right." I can't wait for that day to come, dude. It's it's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Um, so that was a that was a big win, and and then on top of that. Um, I got to play some games with my wife because she's had a lot of snow days. We pulled out some Cosmos two-player games, and I think I'm going to get her on a podcast next week nice. to kind of talk about uh, some of the stuff we've been playing. So that's that's been really cool. Today she got to play Camel Up with us too, yeah, so that was fun. nice to pull that one out. And she she destroyed us, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, that wasn't good yeah. for me. It was good for her though because she likes to win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, the other thing that we did today was we played a couple games. Um, we played something old and something new in the filler realm, so we're going to talk about those. And and I feel like we've mentioned I've mentioned one of these on the show before, but I'm not sure we've like fully talked about it. But it is called Turn the Tide, and it is uh, from Game Right Games. It's currently out of print. So um, what I had to do was have my buddy Chris Kopak. Uh, down in Ohio, pick me up a copy of the German version that his uh, his local game store carries some German versions of games that oh. they can't get otherwise. So he's like, hey, there's one on the shelf. Do you want me to get it for you? So he picked it up for me, and it's called Land Unter. Um, <laughs> so if you if you find a copy of Land Unter or Turn the Tide, I'm going to go ahead right off the bat and say it is awesome. Um, it was great. This, this box that it came in is hilarious because it's all in German, but at the top, it says modern classics in English. <laughs> so it's definitely a modern classic. And um, and we had a lot of fun with this one today. Did you did you enjoy this? Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Nice. It was really so it was a, I think it was a Spiel des Jahres nominee oh. back in 2001. And it's designed by Stefan Dora, who designed one of the greatest fillers of all time, For Sale. <laughs> so um, so it has credibility right away. But the but the the idea is it's like kind of a blind bidding game where everybody has twelve cards in their hand and they're from a deck of weather cards that are numbered one to one to sixty, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a, a pile of tide rising tide cards which are numbered one through twelve and there's some multiples in there, and everybody gets a certain number of life preserver cards based on. Um, how many life preserver symbols are on their cards in that hand of 12 cards they get dealt. So, like, there's some that have half, some that have a whole. You count up how many life preservers are depicted on your hand because they're, like, the middle cards have more life preservers because they're, it's not as strong of a hand if you don't have lots of high cards or lots of low cards. So then you put your life preserver cards in front of you, and you're trying to stay afloat. <laughs> and everybody chooses a card from there. Well, that we reveal two of those uh, high tide cards, or the rising tide cards, and they're numbered 1 through 12. And the person who play, reveals the highest weather card gets to take the lowest tide card. And then the second highest takes the other one. So if you are playing the lowest card, you don't have to take any cards, right? Right. You don't have to take any of the tide cards, which is good because at the end of the round, whoever has the highest tide card loses one of their life preservers. Uh, I think I'm getting it. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, feeling good about yep, this explanation. Yep. So then... So then um, you you play through those twelve cards and you add your new tide cards to the top. So whoever has the the if you don't earn a, if you don't win a tide card this time, you're stuck with whatever the value was of the last uh, card that was played. So like if you get a twelve, you really want to like try to go. You want to play high so you can have the first pick of a lower 
tide card so that way somebody else will have lower or higher tide card than you and have to flip over one of their life preservers right so you go through those 12 cards and at the end of each round you score how many life preservers you have left um and you get a bonus point if you have the lowest tide card um if you run if you get eliminated from the round by losing all your life preservers (laughs) you get negative one points but then the cool twist like that's all really cool stuff the way that it works together i think yeah and then the next twist is that you take your hand and your life preservers and hand it to the person on your left. And you play the number of rounds with the number equal players. So each player plays the same hand once during the game. And you kind of show who can do what with the same cards, um, depending on how those tied cards come out. But it's just, it's it's got a few more rules than are typical for like this level of game right game, I think. Mm. But it is a solid, solid filler. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you, who do you think you would play this with, Eric? Um, I think some of my my wife's family would enjoy it. the The non traditional hmm. gamer, the one looking for that filler that's not going to take a couple hours, but something you can get get on and get 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 done with. Yeah, yeah, like it does feel like it. it it's got the classic feel of a just classic card game with a few little extra twists, twists, but it's not so overwhelming that. It's gonna like turn people off, right? right? And it's got adorable art. Like the higher mm-hmm. the card, like um, there's like a, the, the lower the card, there's like a big lighthouse with a uh, a sheep nearby it on right. the island. On the tide, the tide cards. Yeah, on the tide cards. And then as it gets as it gets higher, like they're on a little raft, they're on a smaller <laughs> raft, they're drowning. So it's got a cute little art presentation going on, um, and. And I'd recommend it. Turn the Tide or Land Unter, if you can find it. So that's something a little bit older. So, yeah, like I said, 2001. This game is 15 years old now. Um, and hopefully, Game right, we had Jason Schneider from Game right on the show a while back. And he kind of said, we don't give up on any games. So if they still mm. have the rights to this game, we'll probably see a, another printing of it at some point. Cool. I, I hope, because uh, people need to keep playing this game. In a beautiful magnetic tuck box, maybe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. nice. Um, all right, so then, something new. Uh, we played a game called Hocus by uh, Josh uh, Burgell and Grant Rodiak. So, um, Grant is somebody I'm familiar with because he designed a little game called Farmageddon, which uh, my wife and I really enjoyed. Um, I, I played it with Grant. I played Farmageddon with Grant at oh. uh, my one of my first big conventions and, and he when I beat him. He was like, uh, seriously, you're like the you're like the first person to ever beat me at this wow. game. So, so I liked that. But Grant's a cool dude. He's he's really active in blogging and like talking about the design process. And um, he works in the video game industry, so he's worked with some some big players in the video game industry. But he loves to make card games and board games too. So, this is from his company Hyperbole, and it was a Kickstarter. It has some gorgeous art. Uh, it's illustrated by someone named Tiffany Turrell and uh, our buddy. Adam McIver did all the graphic design, put the pieces together for that. But Hocus um, was originally called Hocus Poker, and that's Mm. because it's poker. But um, (laughs) it has some really cool fantasy art, and the twist is that you have spells. So, like, you get to do a spell every turn, um, which is your action. And in the game, you have these basic spells, which is, like, play a card to the middle of the table, which is, like, I think Texas Hold'em, right? There's a a community cards in the middle. But there's, um, there's two communities in the middle. They each have their own separate pot. And then there's a pocket. You can have up to two pockets in front of you that you play cards to that you can add to those communities once those communities are filled. 
Uh, and you can, or you can add cards to the pot, uh, which are every card has a number value and then a point value on it. And they're cool things like uh, fantasy lady that's blue. I'm I'm killing it here, but they're really cool. And there's owls. The owls are special action the cards owls, in their yeah. own suit. There's four different suits in the game. A winged hammer guy. Winged hammer suit. The blue lady suit. <laughs> <laughs> really, really great art. Um, so they, they take the actions and kind of call them spells because each person gets three advanced spells. And there's a set of 24 cards um, that are like three. Three cards is like the flame um, spell. And they're three different um, three different actions that are only available to me if i have mm-hmm. the flame cards what was your uh three do you remember what your three were called was it chaos or dark yeah, chaos N- yeah chaos so yeah the chaos spells there's three different actions so like they're bonus actions that only you can use so there's tons of replayability here because mm-hmm. there's 24 advanced spell cards in this in this box um and, but you can even play a simplified version of the game and just play with like play to the community play to the pot play to the pocket and then once those communities get filled up with four cards each, you have a showdown, right? And when you have a showdown, you re- you commit your pots to each community and reveal them. And whoever has the best poker hand um, wins the pot. And if there's any owls in the pot, they also you get points for them, but they also have special actions on them that can yeah. be used one time during the next round, and then they go away. So um, what did you think about this one, Eric? I, I really liked it. Uh, it has a lot of those classic poker... Texas Hold'em style elements, um, but it's it's nice because you you have multiple streams which you can work with, so it's easier to get the sets that you're looking for to get the four of a kind or the full house. Um, so that was really nice to to not have to just depend on one or two cards, but I can have multiple kind of things going at once. Yeah, for sure. You have this card that allowed you to uh, draw two new cards and put one in the pot. Like yeah. that was that was huge because you had this. Your hand just kept growing and growing, and I had one that allowed me to throw away a couple cards and get two new cards. But my hand was always the same size. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it is cool because you you have these different communities that you're playing to, and you're trying to win both of them. But maybe if you don't have the cards to put together one, you can just keep feeding the pot of the one that's yeah. your strongest option, and and hopefully pull off the win at the end but yeah i was pretty confident in one of the communities that we shared that i was going to take that community and once i kind of figured that out i started feeding that pot so i could have more and more points at the end of the round and there's cool stuff in those advanced spells too that would allow me to like that allowed you to go through and randomly take a card out of one pot and put it into another or i had one that allowed me to move my pocket cards to one of the pots which would have been great if i knew i was going to win but i was i kept i kept going for like a full house or i kept going for uh a flush Mm -hmm. and you kept beating me every round because i'm apparently (laughs) terrible at putting together (laughs) poker hands and thinking forgetting about what else was out there like there was three eights and i didn't and i didn't have that fourth eight so i'm like i'll just go with the full house and get these 12s these 12s are going to be powerful then you had the other eight in your hand yeah which you ended up putting in your pocket so you had four of a kind and and beat me and you we didn't take score this last time (laughs) because i had zero and you got 18 the first round and then you got like another 25 the second round so and you played a 25 points so you won it's it's pretty great yeah it was fantastic for you really hard endorsement on hocus (laughs) it was it was a cool game we did talk about um it'd probably be a little better with more players because Mm then there's there's um a little bit um the pots are going to get divided up a little bit more like you won two two uh hands in a row so you won the game right like Mm -hmm. where it might take a little bit longer but it was a very thinky game, yeah. and it was puzzly because you're trying to puzzle out the best way to manipulate your cards, to manipulate these different, um, the pockets, the communities, and, and the pots to your favor. 
So another one that, that I feel like is a great classic feeling card game with a twist. You know, like you want to mm-hmm. show somebody like, okay, if you like poker, let's do this game, and it brings you a little bit in this cool, beautiful fantasy art, and, and adds some special actions, some different things to add to the puzzle. Um, I think that that that's people who play poker and are card players yeah. are going to really enjoy this game. Definitely. And I think it's, and it comes in a small box. So I think it's going to be the good kind of coffee shop game where if I don't want something that's just fluff, like mm-hmm. something that's going to make me think a little more, um, that's the kind of game that I would want to, I would want to bring out. Yeah. And I think just like poker, the more that you, you play this, the, the better you're going to be at manipulating the community and feeding your pot and making sure you're putting the right things in the side. And reading what the other players are trying to yep, do too, right? Exactly. Awesome. So yeah, that's uh, that's something old and something new. Hocus is uh, just hitting stores, and I believe that Hyperbole Games is also going to be doing a reprint or an expansion for Farmageddon. So if you see that, um, look for it because it's a it's a fun fun little set collection game about planting planting uh, crops. Which that always doesn't that doesn't always sound cool, but it's Farmageddon, so they're like radioactive crops, and oh. it's it got really great art too, um, really whimsical, like cartoony, fun. Brett, I think it's Brett Bean that did the art for that. I might be wrong, but whatever, <laughs> get over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's what's going on right now. It's uh, the snow has stopped. I spent uh, an hour. My neighbor snow blowed my driveway today, mm, but I had nice. to brush off my cars, and that took me about uh, another forty-five minutes just to what? brush off my cars and then shovel paths around them. Um, so I think we'll get out of the house this week. Mm. I'm glad you came over to play some games and braved the, the roads, Eric. Yeah, I, I only have uh, one half of my driveway shoveled. I have a two-car two path, and but I only decided to shovel one of them because there was that much snow. I'm just like, I just need to get a car out, and then I can pr- pull a second car out of the garage. And So we have a, like a one track into the house that awesome. should have two. Yeah. That sounds like a game. Like I think you're, I think you're gonna lose points for choosing that action because yeah. when your wife gets home. <laughs> but anyway, hey, um, thanks so much for listening. Real quick, Green Couch Games update is that um, I paid for the rest of Avalanche at Yeti Mountain, so good, it is being sent on a boat as of uh, the fourth. So it'll be at sea for about a month, hopefully. And then it'll clear customs, and we'll get stuff out in mid to late April. So that means we'll have it for sale probably in May, and especially when me and you go to Geekway to the West in St. Louis. So if you're in the St. Louis area, hang out with us. Uh, Green Couch Games will have a booth at Geekway to the West. And also, we have a game on Kickstarter right now. If you haven't heard about it, because I haven't talked about it enough, it's Walk on Fire. (laughs) And we funded. We have a few days left. And just before we recorded... We got to ten grand, which was unlocking our first stretch goal, the beef promo cards. Yeah. So we still have some time left. We got a homepage takeover coming up on Board Game Geek that's going to feed some new traffic to our page and the last 48-hour rush. Hopefully unlock another stretch goal or two. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so that's what's going on. Please check it out. It's it's 15 bucks, 30 bucks if you want to get a cool play mat to go with it. Um, we appreciate you guys supporting our little games and bringing games to people who don't normally play games so we can have more people to play games with. Yeah. All right. I will, I will say, I used, so I used the Jurassic Attack playmat uh, to play Walk on Fire with. 
and and just used the the ring of the dress attack oh yeah and as as the the boundary and it was it was pretty great to have those cards to scoop under and have that nice uh play mat just the 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 feel was different than having it on the table that's a great idea that play mat it was definitely going to be worth the money for sure awesome thank you for that bro i'll pay you later (laughs) (laughs) but um oh also yeah available in stores now all of our games should be available everywhere. So Whoa. Jurassic Tech just released on March 1st. Uh, Best Treehouse Ever and Fidelitas are also being reintroduced to the market along with Jurassic Tech's to many more distributors. So go to your friendly local game stores and ask forward if you don't have it already or add it on on the current Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. Cool. You guys are awesome. I hope you heard something that sounds interesting that you want to go and play. Uh, until next time, get out there and play some great little games.